This is Radio Health Journal. I'm Nancy Benson. This week, an unhealthy byproduct of avoiding germs during the pandemic. This clean living to the extreme, which on the one hand is necessary, but on the other hand can potentially cause us problems because of our lack of exposure to these good microbes. The downside of living too clean when Radio Health Journal returns. I'm Reed Pence, the producer and host of Radio Health Journal. If you like listening to Radio Health Journal, you'll also like our sister show, Viewpoints, which covers a wide array of topics from education to history to the environment. Here's a preview of what they're covering this week on Viewpoints. Education has only ever had one thing in mind, at least from my viewpoint, from the ground level, and that's how can we take care of our students and make sure they learn. The demands of teaching during an almost year-long pandemic. Then, I found myself caring so much and getting so upset that I called my sister and I said, what is happening to me? The emotional roller coaster of youth sports. I'm Marty Peterson. And I'm Gary Price. These stories in depth this week on your public affairs magazine, Viewpoints. Listen to Radio Health Journal and Viewpoints on your favorite radio station. And subscribe and listen anytime on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. Also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Radio Health Journal. Disinfectant sprays and wipes are a part of our shopping list these days, and avoiding germs has become an everyday necessity. By now, we've gotten used to all the cleaning and germ killing. Our bodies may have gotten used to a germ-free world, too. The world is totally different today, and we are living ultra-clean to keep ourselves and others safe. And Grandma's birthday's online. We're talking to the doctor on Zoom. Schools are online, or the kids are trading masks, whatever. But it's a new reality for us, for our bodies. And because it's this new reality for our bodies, we're not getting exposed to enough good microbes. And that's really important for our health. So I do think that this clean living to the extreme, which on the one hand is necessary, but on the other hand can potentially cause us problems because of our lack of exposure to these good microbes. That's Dr. Jessica Churhar, Scientific Director of the International Probiotics Association. She says there are both good and bad varieties of all three kinds of microbes, bacteria, fungi, and viruses. Bacteria, she says, are just one cell, but they seem to multiply without limit. As for fungi... Fungi tend to be the recyclers of the microbial world, so if there's a nutrient in excess, they'll take it and repackage it and do something else pretty cool with it. Whereas viruses, I kind of call them zombies because they're not really alive and they're not really dead. They need another cell to replicate. And each of those bacteria fungi and viruses, we have good examples and bad examples, and they're everywhere, all around us. So the problem with not being exposed to the good ones is our body doesn't get that reminder of the synergy that we need to have with microbes, because we've actually grown up and evolved with microbes, obviously, over the life of our planet and our existence, but also since we've been in mom's womb. It's the immune system that actually needs the reminder. Experts call it the hygiene hypothesis. Being exposed to microbes, especially as we grow up, is a little like getting a vaccine. It gets the immune system primed to work normally. If we're living too clean without microbes, the body overreacts to things it should ignore. We know that if babies are not exposed or children are not exposed to a variety of microbes as they're developing, 
good ones and bad ones, that sets them definitely up for problems down the line, like you just described, sort of the baby in the bubble, allergies, inflammation, eczema, more ear infections, all of these things are things that can occur without adequate microbial exposure when we're young. And as adults, we need that continual sort of reminder to reinforce that education for our immune system. The trends that are already far too high, things like obesity, metabolic syndrome, autoimmune diseases, inflammation conditions, allergies, eczema, all of these things are linked to the composition of microbes that we have in our bodies. Terhar says we need to be sure the balance is on the side of good microbes, which get our bodies used to bugs but don't cause harm. She says we can't avoid microbes completely, and it's a bad idea to try. We have good ones and bad ones everywhere on us, in us, in the air around us, on surfaces, out in the soil, in trees, in our food even. So if we're not being outside or shaking our neighbor's hand or going to the park, I know people that have not left their apartment in almost nine months because they're afraid of what's going on, and rightly so, but that's very extreme. And our bodies need that continual exposure to stay resilient. That stimulates our immune system, that helps our gut to be regular and to help us digest products. Bacteria even help and fungi help to produce hormones in our bodies. They help to train our immune system. So we need microbes to help educate us and to recognize what a good microbe is and what isn't. So if we do get sick, our body doesn't go full on completely into overdrive in terms of the response, but rather just to temper it. So that exposure has been happening since we were young kids. So it's really important that people get the exposure to good microbes while still staying safe. How do we do that? To some extent, by simply living. You may be surprised where you can get germs. There was some research in the Netherlands a couple of years ago that showed that one kiss, probably between a husband and wife or a girlfriend and boyfriend or whatever, exchanged billions of microbes between the two people. And we're not doing any kissing anymore because of the masks, right? So that's just one example of how drastically our world has changed from a microbial level. So we really need to make sure that we get some more microbes and think of it sort of as a challenge. You know, what can I do today to get my daily dose of microbes and just keep priming my immune system? And it's just small, simple steps, right? The steps Terhar is talking about are remarkably easy. The first, open your windows a little, even when it's cold. Opening windows lets in fresh air for sure, but also new microbes. And this is a nice way to sort of refresh things. So that's the first way. The second way, and you're already doing it, is eat food. But adding on to that, eat a bigger variety of food. So because we're not able to go to as many different kinds of shops and people are being a little bit more restricted in what they buy, or I again know people who have eaten probably the same thing almost every day for the last six, seven, eight, nine months, this is not good for our health. Eat a variety of foods because... There are in fresh food and there are microbes in, in your broccoli and your apples, you know, obviously cheese and beer and wine and bread we wouldn't have without microbes, right? So eat a variety of foods, fresh ones if you can as well. And this is a nice way to get some good microbes that our body already knows how to deal with because we eat food every day. The third step, according to Turhar, is to take a probiotic. That is probably the easiest, safest and most precise way to take some good microbes daily because this is something that's been vetted. It's FDA regulated. Probiotics are regulated by the FDA and they are backed by a lot of science. They're very safe. And a lot of people think probiotics are mainly in terms of gut health, but the two biggest areas for probiotics are actually immune support and of course gut health, but there's a lot of other things they can help with. And surely you should obviously speak with your doctor before adding a probiotic to your daily regime. However, 
please note that they are certainly safe and they also can help us adapt to this new environment just like when an astronaut sort of goes space they're in a whole new reality right and this is a new reality that we have to adapt while being safe Terhar isn't saying that our need for microbes is greater than the need to stay safe, but it is possible to do both. We absolutely must abide by what the experts at the top levels of the CDC and so on are saying. These people are working very hard to protect us and we need to be you know, wearing our masks and social distancing and cleaning our hands. Those things will be protecting us from this virus that's out there. But at the same time, those things are also limiting ourselves to the things that will help to keep us healthy in terms of exposure to good microbes. And that's why things I suggested, you know, opening your windows, eating a variety of foods, and taking probiotics, those are things that fit very well within the guidelines. You can find out more about probiotics on the association's website, internationalprobiotics.org, or through a link on our website, radiohealthjournal.org. Our studio producer is Jason Dickey. I'm Nancy Benson. Coming up next week on Radio Health Journal. People that are not practicing mask wearing are going to be at higher risk getting infected from this one than the other one, which is already infectious enough, right? The new strain of COVID. Just how dangerous is it? Then food waste. How to keep those leftovers out of the trash. To me, sometimes food waste and food safety live right next door to each other. If it smells bad, if it looks bad, if it's the wrong color, obviously those would be food safety concerns. All that and more on Radio Health Journal. And that's Radio Health Journal for this week. Radio Health Journal is a production of MediaTracks Communications. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to learn more. And check Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify for a library of past programs. Plus, you'll always find previous segments and information about our guests at RadioHealthJournal.org. Join us again next week for another edition of Radio Health Journal.